This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 272, Avengers Infinity War Review. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise you are. was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. What is the podcast? It's Strangers and Aliens. And I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I've been joined by my two friends, my my teammates, you might even call them. Hi. Ooh, I like that. Teammates. Yeah. Hi. <clears throat> so, uh, yes, my, my teammates, Steve and Ernie. <laughs> uh, How you doing, Ernie? Doing pretty good, Bert. Good Ready to, to talk about Infinity War. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Did you just call me Bert? Yeah, well, yeah, Bert I get confused. Bert and Ernie sometimes. Yeah. What? Do you know the Is first this a thing? The first puppets I ever owned were uh, Bert and Ernie puppets, but they really? were plastic, and it was it was kind of hard to move Bert's mouth, but Ernie moved moved easily. But they were they were plastic, not not felt. Huh. So, yeah, I cannot remember any puppets that I've owned. Well, Evan, <laughs> that's because puppetry is not quite the the thing for your life as it is for, I guess not. for mine. So you're saying your, 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 first, your first puppets really didn't met, meet your felt needs? Ooh. Uh, mm, that's a good, a good one, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, okay. um, <laughs> we're here not to talk about Sesame Street, although potentially Sesame Street could be a... You know, a topic for, you know, talking about childhood encounters with fantasy and reality and that kind of thing. But uh, no, we're here to talk about Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War, which is a movie that just came out that's setting uh, box office records and people are watching it and people are reacting to it and uh, thinking about it and liking it or not liking it. And so whenever there's something like that, we talk about it. Generally, it's a uh, a road trip episode, but my road trip took me 12 hours away and <laughs> wasn't going to work that way. So, um, yeah. So the way we'll do this is we will talk about our theater experience. We'll give a brief non-spoilery, uh, some brief non-spoilery thoughts about what we thought about it and how we liked it. And then we will move into the spoiler quadrant and in that spoiler quadrant we will talk about theme characters plot and style and when we do that we will dissect the movie take it apart 
like Drax. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Sounds good. Uh, Steve, quick, what was your theater yes. experience with this movie? My theater experience was interesting because I had, I drive for the Salem trolley. If anyone doesn't know about that, then <clears throat> it's a trolley. It's in Salem, Massachusetts. Put the two together. You <laughs> nice. got it. So, um, but anyway, I was driving for, uh, a wedding and I got there and I was driving for the people in the wedding. Very cool people. But they said, you know what? I think we, I think we need you for an extra hour. And this was shocking to me because my wife had like gone through everything. And actually my sister-in-law and my wife helped a little bit, but to to try to get these tickets because we had like 10 people going and we can, I apparently our family can only see movies in recliners nowadays. So (laughs) it had to be recliners and we got all the tickets and it already had to get moved once because I had something else going on, et cetera, et cetera. And so I had to make a decision whether or not I'm going to service these people's wedding. You only get like one of those in your lifetime, or if you're lucky. And then, <laughs> then I had to just be like, okay, if it's okay with my boss, it's okay with me. So it was okay with my boss. And so it was okay with me. So I had to contact my wife <laughs> and say, I'm probably going to, you know, hopefully there's 45 minutes of trailers so I won't miss anything. So, um, but luckily they, finished with me like at the regular time and they just needed just in case it was going to go long and it, it didn't. So I was able to get there and I met them there and I was able to get Wendy's on the way and it was really nice. And I was able to bring my, my Wendy's lemonade into the theater. Oh, nice. Because now I'm not paying, you know, $7 for their watered down version of whatever I get actual lemonade. I mean, Wendy's lemonade. Um, <laughs> with Wendy's nice food in my belly and everything like that. Yeah. So I didn't even need candy or anything like that, although I stole some from my wife. Anyway, um, and so that was like the drama leading up to what it was. And my whole family went in. It was it was all five of us, and we have, uh, you know, extended people. So it was, it was I think it was eight of us all together. Uh, eight so is enough. Was, it was it's, just, just enough. It eight, could have been eight, ten. Eight is enough. But it was, it was, it was okay. And the recliners were nice. It was very nice. Nice. Because I had been driving and driving and driving. Like all, you know, that, that day there was a lot of driving. And and I I drive the trolley and I drive a school bus and then I drive Uber. So little known fact, when you sit that long, there's a part of your body. I won't go into it, but you, that part of your body is in contact with uh, a support device usually a chair of some sort for a long period of time and sometimes that part of your body like i said i won't go into it um actually like it gets tired of sitting and it was nice to have a recliner because there was like some you know back support and Mm -hmm. all that other other types of support feet were up yeah feet were up Yeah. yeah so that part of my body I won't go into it, but it was, it was very relaxed for like the whole, the whole time. It was very nice. Nice. So you got like an eight hour rest then because this movie is so long. Yeah. <laughs> so, Man, um, now I really when want you put Wendy's. in the trailers, when you put in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. It was great. I, I mean, it was only like 17 bathroom breaks during the movie. So that was good. <laughs> so did you, you, did you see the whole movie though? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Evan theater experience. 
Well, I didn't have my good friend Ben to go to the theater with because he was 12 hours away. So I uh, I took my other friend John who lives Wait across. You have another friend? I do. Surprisingly, you have to keep us I updated do. Updated on these things, yeah. I Steve. Will. I, I do allow you guys to have one other friend. Oh, one one other. Yeah. All so this just... time could have had another friend. Well, see, here's the deal, Steve. I have two friends, you and Evan, and so I allow you each to have have two friends, me awesome. and someone else. I usually rotate my secondary position. So this guy was at the rotation for this week. Nice. And uh, so he uh, we, we went together. He's very excited. He loves the Marvel stuff. So we had a good time. And uh, so we get there. It's packed. We sit in the back row and he's getting popcorn and everything. And, and there are no empty chairs. Every Everything is squished in. And this is at the, the big theater that me and Ben always go to where you don't reserve your seat. So you just got to find a place. And uh, I mean, the place was packed. We had a guy there who was in the full decked out Captain America costume with a six hundred dollar shield. Um, looked very cool. Was that uh, the, the Hall of Heroes guy? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. But he went up. He went up to the front and uh, made an announcement, uh, not an official announcement, but an announcement that there would be no uh, room for cell phones or talking during the movie. Uh, and he, he was making these announcements over the pre-show that was playing on the screen. So that was interesting. Mm. <laughs> I think <laughs> I know who that is. I, I, I oh. might know who that is. Okay. Yeah. But as far as watching the movie, uh, we had a pretty, pretty reactive theater. Um, people were sobbing uh, in the theater. Some people At the were, beginning of the movie? Nope. Yeah, because they're just At home. undisclosed parts of the movie, people were sobbing. And, uh, man, people were yelling and shouting obscenities at the screen and at the wow. top of their lungs. Yeah. And, uh, just cheering. And I personally had the loudest theater reaction I've ever had in a movie theater during this. If Ben had been sitting next to me, I don't think he could have recovered, uh, from the loudness of my reaction to the screen wow we'll, we'll get into that we'll get there yeah i want to i want to hear about points. this yes so yeah it was a good good time cool all right well i had two theater experiences now and i'm actually still holding the drink from my uh second theater experience but uh i took my kids today to go see it because i was gone like i said um on a uh, at a conference, a ministry conference, and in Atlanta, Georgia, and we weren't sure if we we're going to see the movie. And the fun thing about this was, we were going to go and go to the late show, like the really late show, like the ten thirty show, and we were going to get back to the hotel like at three, and Ooh. it just was not going to be a great experience. Then the next day for the conference, plus we were driving home the next day, which Steve. I feel you, man. I drove home. I drove the entire trip, all, wow. all 12 hours of that trip. It was, I, I like driving though. It's fun. Um, for me, it's fun for you. It's a job. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it's mindless now. Yeah. So it's not much of a big deal. So we ended up going to an earlier showing. It worked out for us to go to an earlier showing. And I went with um, all the other uh, children's ministry, uh, full-time staff and youth ministry, full-time staff from our church. And I sat next to my friend, Derry, who's been on the podcast and, and is a friend of the podcast. Uh, and he has his own podcast called My Third Decade. Check it out. Um, 
where he's talking about ministry stuff. And then uh, the guy on my my right, or my left rather, um, was someone who is not a Marvel guy, not even really much of a movie guy. Uh, he'd seen a couple of the Marvel movies, but wasn't really like steeped in it the way um, the way we are. And in the middle of the movie, I, I looked over and he was on his phone. I was like, oh man. And, and Derry next to me is like, is he looking up the scores? And I peeked at his phone. He was on IMDb to follow along to try and figure out who these people were. And, um, so the one thing I'll say afterward is I, I checked with him. I said, was it okay? You know, what were you able to follow? Were you able to track? And he said he was. Uh, he said that anything he didn't really know, you know, who the character was, they did a decent enough job introducing them enough that you weren't completely confused. He said the main thing was the inside jokes mm-hmm. that there were certain things that the audience was laughing at that he didn't know why it was funny. And <laughs> I could see that. I, could yeah, see I that. mean, like there's a rocket line toward the end of the movie that if you don't know what rocket likes to collect, you, you don't know why he, he said that he wants a thing, you know? And, but, uh, so that was, right. I, I was, I was glad to see that because I was really curious. This movie covers so much stuff so many characters and there's not a lot of introduction for them because we've already been introduced to them we've seen the origin story for all these characters so you've had like 40 hours of introduction for these characters you don't need another yeah so which which has a really weird effect on the movie that i want to talk about later yeah well and and also they they said it wasn't an origin movie. You know, this is finally we get to a, a superhero movie that's not an origin movie. Um, or is it? That's it. That's just it. They're wrong when they say that. <laughs> They're wrong. Um, but that's not a bad thing. So quickly then, uh, non-spoilers, but we're just going to jump into it right now with did you like it? And I'd also like to hear. Um, I kind of told you what some of the people with my crew were, were feeling, but um, the person you were with or persons you were with just briefly, did they like it? And then how much did you like it and give it a rating of, I don't know. Infinity gems. Yeah. We're going to go with six infinity gems. So, so many, you've thrown me off now, Ben. I know, but there's six. We have to go with six. We can't just do five <laughs> infinity gems. Oh, this this is all wrong. Ah, now I have to do math. Or or no, just, or just, just use a sliding scale, you know. Just and, do the non math version of it. Yeah. All right. Like a, a two is a one. See? <laughs> Simple. Okay. That's that's the math doesn't work version. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, just go, Steve. Just do you go first. So Steve, the the people in your crew, what'd they think? Did they like it? Yes? No? Maybe most, so? Most most of them did. My my daughter um, well, I guess for reasons we'll get into later, uh, she was uh, a, a big crying ball of a mess of a 14 year old. So, <laughs> um, but other than that, I think everyone, I think everyone enjoyed it. my, my nine year old might've been confused by it because sometimes things happen. He's just like, wait, what? And then there's more action. And then he's just, you know, caught up in that. Um, but for the most part, the adults enjoyed it. Um, and the, the, uh, the older kids, except for one. And you, uh, um, what, what I, do you give it out of, uh, six infinity gems? I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> Tentatively, I'm going to have to go like three and a half to four. Not that the movie wasn't well done. Not that they didn't 
you know, try to get everyone in and all that stuff. But there were some logical things that if they don't play out in the second one, I really can't rate it higher than that. Now, if they do play out in the second one, then the second one could go as high as seven, seven and a half infinity stones. Um, so you're, you're, to, you're adding fingers wait. and no, 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 yeah. no. Just, just to outweigh oh, yeah. the, yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the low mark that I'm giving it here. So oh, who I knows? I got you. it could, it could get, it to, could get a little scales, higher to give it better to, balance. If you would. Exi- exactly. <laughs> All right. So then your yes. friend, what do you think? My, oh, he really liked it. He yeah. really, really liked it. He's a huge fan of all the MCU stuff. So he loved this. It was great. And, and then, uh, and you, all right, I'm going to have to give it five and a half infinity stones out of six. All right. Um, yep. And I really, really liked it. Uh, I keep telling people it's it. And I, this is what I thought to myself as I was leaving. This was the most epic movie I have seen since Lord of the Rings, return of the King. So in between Lord of the Rings coming out and then this, I've not seen a more epic movie. Yeah, I'm going to say can, that I now. With that. Uh, yep. On your letterboxd, where did you rank it? You know, I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I'll do that while you're ranking it. Okay, because I have. And okay. I actually moved it from ninth to sixth to fifth uh, in the course mm. of 24 hours after seeing the movie. Nice. Wow. Um, and I would give it I, I definitely a five. Five Infinity Stones out of six. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give it the half stone, but that's because you know it's, it's the sliding scale. You know, moving from five to six. So I just I yeah. But you, you my, just threw everything off, then. <laughs> the people I was with uh, the first time around liked it, and some of them really liked it, and some of them, and it really came down to really liking the thinking about it afterward and talking about it afterward. And some of them thought it was okay because yeah, whatever it's a movie and it's okay. Um, but the ones who were into it and excited about it really, really liked it now. Okay. Yeah. I've got it. I've got it ranked. Yeah. Number two. Really? Number two. Yeah. And what's, what's number one still? Uh, winter soldier. Okay. Yeah, I it could change, but for now it, it's number two. It could. And I think in spite of what you were saying, Steve, um, as a standalone movie, I feel like it, it works. And we'll get into why and the hows of, of why. Okay. But um, I, I, I feel like it, as a standalone, deserves the five out of six. Sorry, Evan. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? What? I think I got to put it at number one. Really? Yeah, wow. I think I got it. Okay. Or at, least, or at least tied with number one. Uh, but you can't do tied on Letterboxd, can you? Ah, no, you can't. No. You can't do it. No. I don't know. <laughs> so it's there. It's right. Yeah. It's like it's like 1.5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you can give it 1.5. No, Because on Letterboxd, you have to give it, you have to assign it a number and you can't assign it any other number yes so yeah okay now we get the spoilers right so we're gonna play the spoiler organ and then we're gonna talk about spoilers in infinity war and wow there's so much i was was it you that i was talking to evan or someone else 
where basically I feel like you can't talk about this movie because every single thing that happens is a spoiler. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is giving away something cool. And, and that's the other thing I just throw out there is I was surprised by a lot of things that happened. Oh, yes. By a lot of things that happened. There were certain things you're just like, well, that has to happen. And it did because it had to. But it still surprised me. I gasped aloud. I, I, I do not doubt that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I've met you. I sat next to you in movies. I, I believe there was possibly some talking to the screen that you weren't aware of. But uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. I'll have to just contact your friend and find out. But all right, playing the, <laughs> playing the spoiler organ there. right now. Spoilers! 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 Well, gentlemen. Uh, before we get into the quadrant and start talking about those specific portions of the movie, um, was there anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, just, just burning desire to talk about it. Shall we talk about the loudest I've ever been in a movie theater? Ever? Yeah, let's let's hear. Where did that happen? <laughs> yes. Everybody's cheering and stuff when stuff happens, right? So I'm feeling comfortable in this environment. I'm feeling the freedom to let my fandom come out a little bit more. But then the red skull appears on the screen, which I was not expecting at all. And I was just like, yeah, like as loud as I could for like three seconds. And like, I hear some other people, you know, cheering around me and I'm like, yeah, they're all with me. And then at the end, I realize I'm like the only one yelling. Yeah, I, I, I would have. <laughs> I would have tried to distance myself from that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It was a good three seconds. Why oh, specifically the Red Skull? Dude, we've been waiting for the Red Skull payoff forever. And it's true. That was one of the like dangling threads of the MCU. It was a huge dangling thread, yeah. And so just to have it paid off, I was stoked. It was awesome. Loved it, loved it, loved it. For that alone, this movie is great. So good. I was very happy. The nice. same thing happened. The same thing happened to me two days later watching Krypton on the TV. And yeah, I'm really curious about that. Red Skull was in Krypton too. Yeah, no, wow. like, he, he was dropped into another universe. <laughs> it was just that epic. Yeah, that would be so cool if I'm, that happened. I'm really curious though because I got your message saying that. Uh, Krypton just changed the game or something like that. And yeah, yeah, from what it was doing. And that's so. why I was like, what how many episodes are there even have they even had to change the game? And episode six. Wow. Everything you know is different. <laughs> well, I I am excited to talk with you about that. But for right now, <laughs> let's let's stick with the Marvel universe. And all right. Uh, I just want to say the origin story thing. I appreciate that this movie is a standalone Thanos movie. In yes. fact, at the end of the movie, after the post credit, you know how it used to be like uh, Captain America will return in the Avengers. Thanos. You know, it just says Thanos will return. Yeah. Like, yeah. This well, movie could have been called Thanos. Yeah. The movie. And 
it's weird because if you're watching the movie from Thanos' perspective, it's a triumphant, heroic story of a man fighting against all the odds and sacrificing the deepest sacrifices to bring peace to the universe, and then he does it. And at the end, he's just at peace. And you don't they even say, need a second movie. He says, <laughs> no, seriously, like that, this movie, now that's the one real big spoiler that I went into the movie with, though, is the Russo brothers did an interview where they said, this is Thanos' movie. Mm. And so I went into it expecting that. And it really delivered. Um, I mean, if you're going in wanting an Avengers movie, yeah, you get them all. And, but even Tony Stark, who is, I would, I would say probably the biggest protagonist presence of mm-hmm. all of the, the main characters. Well, it could be argued with Dr. Strange as well. well. It could be argued with Thor too, but mm. I, I would say Tony Stark is the main one because he is the one who drives kind of everything. Yeah. You know, true. and he's the one who's driving Dr. Strange even. And Dr. Strange is there supporting him. Um, and at the end, you know, for Thanos, it's work hard, work hard, work hard, triumph finally, and, and sit down and have that moment of watching the sun rise over a, a grateful universe or a thankful universe or whatever. But for Tony Stark, it's what's the worst that could possibly happen. Yeah. You know, and, and every moment is him getting taken away from pepper, him having Spider-Man show up, him, realizing the best way to finish this thing is to leave earth behind him having to deal with all of the guardians of the galaxy who show up to help him, um, then losing everything and being left alone on the planet and uh, with Nebula. Yeah. Um, Well, he's got Nebula. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the closest to a real, you know, heroic protagonist, but, it is Thanos's movie. And if you're going to watch it and watch it as the Avengers movie, yeah, it ends on a really, really hopeless note. Dude, and that's, people in my theater were just shocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were crying. It was crazy. I, wow. I, I can't believe people were crying about it because uh, maybe – because you know we are we we are in in it you know we know the news and yeah and we know spider-man homecoming has a sequel they're developing it right now you know so peter parker's not done (laughs) he's got more to come um black panther but spoiler he dies in the movie right right but (laughs) black panther was this cultural phenomenon you know i mean it just it did things no other movie has done, and there's no way he's staying dead. There's just Dude, no when way. He, when he died, when he died, this guy shouted profanity so loud in the theater. Oh, he was they, so mad. But that that reveal was amazing because it looked like she was turning to dust mm-hmm. uh, because the way their arms were crossing each other as she as mm-hmm. he was reaching for her, and then you're like, no. It's amazing because you realize, no, it's, it's him. He's the one he's going. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, you watch it and it's Thanos's movie and now there's issues um, with him being the hero. 
there's there's some big issues with him being the hero. Um, he's definitely the hero of his own story. Yeah. But man, you know, getting to some theme stuff, he there's no moral center. There's no moral compass for him. No. Like there's no morality for him. Well, it because it's it's an evolutionary, uh, you know, mindset where it's like this needs to be done. So that it's like a garden. The universe is like a garden. You got to prune stuff so it grows yeah. well. It's just math. And he has, he has, he does have a moral center though, but it's subjective. It's not objective. It's yeah. his moral that's, center. Yeah. I know that's the thing because, you know, Christians have an objective moral center. So if we want to do something, we can't just subjectively change the moral center and make it okay for us. You know, that's just not how it works. But when someone has a subjective moral center, it can be anywhere, and as long as they're being faithful to it. And I think that was one of the strengths of his character, is that he was faithful to that moral center. It was just a subjective one. Well, and it's, I mean, it is an objective moral center if you're basing your morals off of evolution, because basically that is, you know, might makes right, survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what he's doing. That's what he's playing off of. So if nobody else is going to do it, everybody knows what needs to be done, but no one's going to do it because of some their moral centers are off. So I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. The other thing is he. There's a lot of characters in this movie who are just letting their emotion drive them. And yeah. And, and Star Lord. Well, no, Star Lord <laughs> is the great example because it that's the big thing at the end. But it's not just him. Drax does the same thing. Um, and, and Thanos too, uh, you know, Thanos has his, he has his idea and it's, it's completely logical to do what I'm going to do. And they called me a madman, but I, I had the idea to destroy half my population of my planet and they said no. And so here I am and they destroyed their world and now I'm the last and I'm going to go and I'm, I'm a survivor and I'm going to help the rest of the universe to do it right. And I said this on the Welcome to Level 7 podcast. Um, he, there's other plans that he could have gone with. Yeah. You know, instead of destroying half of the life in the universe, he could have made the universe twice as big. Yeah. Or, <laughs> and, or and made twice as much room for the universe. Twice as much food. Or, right, right. You know, yeah. made, and that was one of my my big problems with the film is that you know, first of all, he didn't think of it himself. He has the Mind Stone, so why not just commit yourself to having a better, you know, uh, reason for doing whatever you're doing? And the second one is, none of the heroes could confront him on that and say, "Hey, can we just talk just for a second? I'm not trying to kill you here. I'm not trying to do. Could could you just make double the food? You know, with I'm all, sure he would listen. Power in the universe. Could you just do?" I mean, it, yeah, that but was the, sort of I expected it, it to end that way, Steve, at, at one point, because they had taken away the part one. Mm-hmm. I halfway expected it to end where he was about to do it and they, someone, Gamora or someone, talked him down. Right. But that clearly didn't happen. And <laughs> he won. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. But again, they kind of cheated. I I thought that we were maybe looking at a Justice League situation, right? Where, okay, they changed the title from Infinity War Part 1 to just Infinity War. And they said the next one is going to have a different title, but we don't want to give you the different title because it'll give away some sort of spoiler or something or other, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, but in changing the title, I wondered if not Justice League in the way that it actually went down, but in you know the Russo brothers saying, okay, we're going to change the ending slightly. And because we wanted to change the ending, ending slightly, uh, we needed to, to change the title so it's not part one. And I expected it to have an ending mm. or more of an ending. So when we got the ending we got, I was also stunned yeah. that this was happening. But um, it was it was pretty stunning. It, it, it well, and was. it's interesting. It's interesting because um, we don't know the limitations of the Infinity Stones because I feel like they they definitely have more limitations in the MCU than they do in the comics, right? Would you say that? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe it's not complete and utter rewriting of of reality because right. he didn't rewrite reality. To just right. be half the population, he took away half the population. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but that that gets into the other stuff with him. Of he says he's merciful, but he is hurting the universe. And that's another thing. He could have just said he could have just said no babies are going to be born for fifty years or X amount of time, and just said in, instead of killing half the population, we'll just not have the population generate itself for a while and let the you know supply catch up i mean yeah this is this is why i i i rated it so low is because i kept seeing stuff like this and i'm like but <laughs> the, the problem with that steve because i'm with you i mean i i brought up my idea too but the problem with that is at the same time thanos is only human quote unquote you know he's he's not you necessarily he, well you know what i mean though i mean he's not perfect he has his no, idea. He's, he's not, but I mean, if and he's if following through this, on his idea, if I can yeah. think this thing in a couple hours and he has the mind stone, you know, <laughs> I would imagine, well, he, but he also is kind of nuts, you know, like he's driven. He is mad. Yeah. He's fixated on this idea and he's not going to be swayed from it because he thinks it's the best. So, and but I don't if, think he's mad. I think well, he's, he has a, a skewed moral center, but whatever has skewed him to that, isn't something that that makes him insane it's something that that does make him driven yes but not insane so you know it's something that that he could be talked to about argued out of maybe or you know his moral center since it is subjective can could be shifted maybe so, yeah but at the same time this is not an uncommon thing for mere mortals to do where a mere mortal gets an idea and it may be a quote unquote good idea, but it's not a good idea. It's not the right the idea. He the has, yeah, but that doesn't mean he has to use it. He may have it, but it does. Okay. Let's get into actual like human nature. Uh, you may be doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, but you do it anyway. Yeah. You know Why? Because you put that part aside and say, it's okay for me to do this. It's okay for me to take just one more drink, you know, and then drive. It's okay for me to, you know, to do this thing that I know I shouldn't do. And, and that's, that's why we see, you know, religious leaders have affairs. But none of the heroes could have, like, thought for a couple of seconds, you know, hey, Thanos is trying to do this terrible thing. Hey, here's something that he could do instead. 
they're actually, all they're all emotionally compromised, man. And who would have no, had an opportunity to do that? Yeah, no one's going to do that. Tony's not going to do that. He's he's fixated on the fact that this is the thing that he's been dreading and having PTSD over. And, and, and this is what I'm saying is all like everyone in this thing is making emotional decisions that are not necessarily logical decisions. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting that I mean they've they've completely changed Thanos's uh motivations because in the comics he is crazy like because he just wants to woo death and All, sacrifice uh, to be fair, as, to be fair in the comics death is a person. It's true. It's or, true. Or a personification. His his yeah. but his goal is to kill as many people just as possible or wipe out all of existence to a, to win her affection. Yeah, he's like a cat killing a bird and bringing it and putting it on your porch. Right. And so like, only it's just like billions of souls is what he's putting the, on her porch. Right. Those motivations are far more, you know, disturbing and um and also they're trying to would you have accepted that in an MCU movie? Probably not. I mean, unless <laughs> unless they made cuz they could have they could have done it with Hella or they could have done it you know they could have made it good. You can make anything good, but I like I uh, like what the Russo brothers have done. They I think they gave him a more I think they've made it a more human uh, way of thinking about things. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they did a good job. I I don't know how much of this motivation was thought up ahead of time, uh, but when whoever was coming up with this particular story arc. Um, I think they did a good job of figuring out something <laughs> that would be um, worthy of uh, of a character to threaten the universe with. And it's not just he, I'm crazy, I'm going to destroy everything. It's, I have a clear reason for doing this. And, you know, they his motivations could change and they could push him over the edge to where he does get to that point where he's like, I'm just going to kill everything in the next one. And we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is we have no, I have no idea where this is going now. Yep. <laughs> Here's what I do know. Ant-Man and the Wasp is the next movie. And everything that I've seen from the trailer, they played the trailer before the movie tonight. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty happy-go-lucky kind of thing going on there. doesn't feel like it's happening in a world where half the people have been destroyed. In a world. Yeah. So, so you think it'll happen before? Yeah, I do. I think the post credit of Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be um, the dustening or the great dust up or the snap, as some people are calling it. Um, and the rapture. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, I, I, I almost wanted to start singing to Tony, you know. There is no time to change your mind. The sun, the sun has, has come, come and you've, and you've been, been left, left behind. Um, but I, I think that something is going to happen like uh, Ant-Man's daughter is going to be taken in the dust in the post credit. Mm. And uh, he's, he's going to join uh, up. Yeah. He's going to join up and they're going to. Yeah. And then Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's who they were calling in the post credit. Right. And Nick right. Fury just better hope that she didn't get dusted. <laughs> seriously yeah like that'd be really bad if they had like the movie in the can and then all of a sudden it was like oh wait a minute captain marvel oh no that'd also, be really funny if the captain marvel movie was just one scene and it's just oh i got a message oh what's going on 
<laughs> also, also, um, somebody brought up, I saw a video today where somebody brought up, like, why didn't Nick Fury call Captain Marvel during the Chitari invasion or Ultron? Well, I think we're going to figure, you know, find that out. Maybe there is, you know, a reason. Let's hope. Maybe- it's they possible were on a, in a different it's, plane of existence or something. Yeah, or it's it's possible that she came back more recently and, and connected with him. And or it's like we'll have she, a mon we'll okay. have a montage from Back to the Future Two where she's behind the scenes during all of the Avengers movies doing stuff. That's possible. That's that the possible. other Avengers don't see. <laughs> the the big question going on with Welcome to Level Seven is. How does this affect Netflix and ABC? So the Netflix series are <laughs> depending on what happens in the in the Avengers 4, um the world is going to continue going and then maybe people will get brought back into existence or it, it could go back in time and and fix it back in time. They have no way of knowing. It just how does how do those things move forward with the TV shows that have no weight at all when when the wind is blowing it's the movies that are doing the blowing and yeah. it's well, that the, was one thing that i would have liked to have seen as well you know it, like just for a second you know and and you i mean it, they could even in of course you know in a, in a pipe dream you could you would have you know all the different places in the Marvel universe, you know, like the, you'd, you'd see the fantastic four and just like two of them go like, what, what happened to Ben and Johnny or, you know, and you know, it would just, you could follow through all the different places and they could, they could just, you know, for one minute, just take everyone aside and just like show all those little things and just say that, yes, Marvel comics is this cohesive universe and they all exist in the same place. And look, we're actually showing you, you know, like his Wolverine, you know, he's, yeah. you know, dusting away, whatever. And then, then just let it be, you know, it, they, 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 I guess they couldn't because I mean, they already had 7,000 characters in right. this one, but, um, well, the thing I was wondering, know. I was thinking, okay, infinity where the whole world is, is being threatened. And so I, why not just show our our friends from Netflix helping, you know, over yeah. in N- New York or something? But the the scale of battle on the Earth was so small. Yeah. When it really comes yeah. down to it, the stakes were huge, but the scale was small, and there wasn't time for people to get there. You know, Ant Man and Hawkeye were on house arrest, like, and they didn't have time to get to New York or to uh, Wakanda to to help with the battle right. stuff. But yeah. Um. It was really funny because everybody's, you know, before the movie comes out, all the fans are theorizing, oh, the Earth's going to be wasted, you know, at the end of this, and we'll have to see the recovery. No. no. I mean, the only Earth, thing. The Earth's good. Yeah. The people aren't. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, there was cool stuff, you know, that they played with that I was not expecting. Uh, I didn't feel bad about the stuff that didn't happen that I wanted to happen, you know, Colson not showing up totally makes sense for him to not show up. Yeah. Now, the other thing that would be cool, and I don't know if they'd be able to do this because that would require people to people who know what's happening in Avengers four would have to tell people from the TV show what happens in Avengers four. So they could lead up to that mm-hmm. because 22 episodes of a show taking place post the dusting. Yeah. That, 
there's some incredible storytelling potential. But that's yeah. only if there's time between the two movies when things get resolved. You know, if if Avengers 4 just takes place the next day. Oh, right. Yeah. It wouldn't, it yeah. wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to do that. And so, right. Um, yeah. But they it, could, I mean, they could do it like, a, like the TV show 24. Yeah. They could yeah. do 22 <laughs> episodes and that would be one day. Yeah. Yeah. They could. Um, but they would have to be in and, and have to be privy to, you know, the behind the scenes goings yeah. ons. And, but they wouldn't if it was just, if they said, okay, you have three days, you know, the, the next movie happens three days from, okay, we'll make 22 two episodes and it's going to take over, over three days. One, one thing with you that know? is what <clears throat> if it ends up being time travel shenanigans? Yeah, and they just they make just it so it never happened. Rewind it so it never happened. That would mean, you know, season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never, never happened. happened. <laughs> well, they've done it with, you know, <laughs> other TV shows. It's true. It, it, I mean, as soon Married as you say that. Children. Oh, and, and Roseanne and, yeah, Roseanne. and Dallas. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they mm -hmm. had, they've had shows where an entire season just gets wiped and retconned. Um, but I'm not a big fan of that. And I don't no. want that, you know. So well, they, if they did it and they made a really nice story, just a standalone story, and yes, it gets wiped out of existence. But the thing is, the story itself was worth telling. Then that would be great. Yeah. But no, if it was just you know, oh, a year from now it's just going to be wiped out. Okay, well, well, all the characters do all the things that you never thought that they were going to do that we never were going to do with them, and they all get killed in the last episode, and then they're all back. That would be stupid. You just described uh, an episode of Voyager that <laughs> that really causes me. This is probably where some of this comes from. Voyager was notorious for this, and one of the best episodes of Star Trek in all time is. Star Trek Voyager, Year of Hell, Part 1 and 2. It's amazing. Because everything is going wrong. The ship is getting destroyed. They're, they're fighting to survive. It's two episodes of just not quite nail-biting. I mean, it's still TV drama. But it ends with time travel. And it, <laughs> they, as far as the characters are concerned, once the credits roll from that second episode... Everything is reset back to normal. The characters don't even remember it happened. I don't wow. like that. I, I don't like a timeline resetting itself so that the characters who were involved are gone and, and the characters who, you know, they, 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 never, they never come back, you know, and they never remember that. Um, right. It's just not my preferred way of doing things. Yeah. Unless it was like, like I said, you know, some story that is so worth telling Year and of Hell this is would be the only. I mean, it really is. Except, yeah, the, that that the Daniel that have Daniel. to make it without the except. Yep, yep. So we'll see. I mean, who knows where this is going to go? Uh, are you with Doctor Strange? Like, did you did you turn against him at all at the end of this thing? I just uh, had I'm, to be like, he's got to have a plan. I'm not so. a big Doctor Strange fan in the first place, but the thing is, when you have a character who has one of the Infinity Stones and has searched out every single, or at least you know, a couple million possibilities, fourteen and million six hundred and two, yes, yes, and come up with with one that is a solution, and by the end, 
by the time he's being, you know, his whole body is destroyed, he's at peace with it. He must know that it's going to work, you know? So. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> this movie does not end hopelessly. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen some people who are just like, there's no hope. There's no hope. There's, there's no way out. What, what are they going to do? And I'm just, did you miss that whole thing with him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he said so. we're in the end game. That means it's not done. Yeah. It's in fact, it's, it's almost over. It's coming toward the end, but the game is yeah. not done. It's not, we haven't yeah. lost yet. And then he says it was the only way. Cause he's <laughs> the funny thing is he said specifically, if it comes down to saving your life or right. the kid's life or the time stone, I will save the time stone without hesitation. Yep. yep. But he gave it up. Yep. Yeah. Whew. All right. Well, should we take a look at our quadrant then a little bit here? Yeah, let's do sure. it. Sure. Okay. So let's start with characters. <laughs> There's so many characters. There like, are so many characters, like Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah, I know, man. the giant dwarf. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that, was awesome. <laughs> that was cool. And Itree is actually a character in the, the, the comic books. It's not like they, they made him up, but they did make up his size. But, you know, just like anything, it's surprising that there's a dwarf that's bigger than Thor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't have really much of a problem with it. And, you know, having uh, Nidavellir being a planet instead of sort of like uh, a place on a larger, you know, Asgardian continent, as it were. Yeah, that was fine too. Um, you know, so it, it that was, it, it was nice. And I mean, they, they unless you're going to get, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays the Ewok, a uh, wicked Warwick, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Davis. And unless you're going to get, get him, he's probably, you know, the, the second most, uh, famous dwarf, you know, that, or little person, I guess. I don't want to be insensitive, but you know, out there, and, and Peter Dinklage, who's in the Game of Thrones, is he still? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I'm, I, I believe he's still alive, and I don't know. But I think he's. That's where he he got his. He you know made really made his mark. So having him uh, playing a dwarf, I think I thought that was. And now he's the tallest one in the room, yeah, which was yeah. you know a really interesting twist on the whole thing. So you know there was that. Um, you know, but with all the characters, it to me anyway, it didn't feel cluttered. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, to some people, I guess it, it would have. But I've been following these people from nineteen movies, and it seems like you know, half the the Captain America movies seem like Avengers movies because half of the Avengers are in the. I mean, you know, and it's like, you know, Thor, you get the Hulk, and you get, you know, I mean, it, it's like th there's always more people than just that character in the movie. So it's kind they, of a, they balanced it. Well, I, yeah, they, they really did. And, uh, it, but each character had its own thing to do. And, and it, you know, it felt like, it felt like the Star Trek movies, you know, where, okay, everyone has to do something, you know, everyone has <laughs> yeah. to do something. Um, and it was most noticeable, like in Star Trek three and Star Trek four, where, you know, every character gets a couple moments to shine. Right. And then Shatner and Nimoy 
get the movie to shine, but everyone else gets, right. they get a the couple moments where Shatner and Nimue aren't even on the screen, you know, and, and they're just doing their thing. And Uhura mm-hmm. puts the one guy in a closet so that everyone can transport to the Enterprise when they steal it, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, and and Uhura's in this movie. Huh? Uhura's in this movie. What? Uh, Gamora. Oh, yeah, Gamora. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Michelle Nichols, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> Oh, that's True. right. Yeah, yeah. And two Sherlock Holmes are in this movie. <laughs> You're right. right. You are right. Sherlock Holmes versus Sherlock. They're spending Holmes. a lot of times together. Yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> and the Human Torch was in this movie. It's true. It's true. Uh, two of them. <laughs> um. No, the no you're right. Killmonger's dead. Killmonger wasn't no, in. Yeah, he's not in it. Yeah. He's not in it. Oh, there goes that joke. <laughs> oh well but yeah it didn't seem it didn't it just didn't seem cluttered to me um i wish they had done more with say uh you know some of the people that died especially you know early on um uh oh, like loki uh, you know loki got what was coming to him and it's <laughs> he did it's, it's a good ending for him yeah. But the thing is, it's it's like out of everything that happened, it's like Loki after Loki after Loki setting this entire thing up. And then when he has the chance to stop it, when he has a chance and all it's going to take is Thor dying. <laughs> I mean, that's when he him. grows a conscience. Yeah. Yes, I know. Good for him that that he saved Thor. But you know, okay, there we go. And now he's now. I mean, he was already a hundred percent responsible for for you know getting Thanos the 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 gems. So he what did he get like four of them for him or something? And now it's it's like unbelievable. And here we go one more time, and then he he's just like. <sighs> Now he's dead. Of course, you know, he's been dead before. A couple but, times. You know. I think he's dead dead this time. At least well, until they go back in time and rewrite history. Yeah, that, That's uh, the thing is uh, the beginning. I didn't mind Loki dying. I actually kind of yeah. like that. The idea that Loki yep. is finally dead. Right. Me too. But you spend all of Ragnarok. And it's just about Thor trying to get back home. And, and Ragnarok, the Asgardians are getting killed and killed and killed by by Hela. And then finally, what, I don't know, 300 of them, 400 of them get on yeah, the spaceship, that. fly away. You know, the church is not a place, it's a people. Or right. Asgard is not a place, it's a people. Right. And now what? The people are dead. <laughs> yeah. Half of Only them. Only half of them. Well, yeah. technically speaking, at the beginning, Thor is talking to the Guardians and he says, he slaughtered half of my people. Hmm. And then the snapping happens, and <laughs> now another half. Of, so it's, we're we're down to twenty five percent. Yeah, well, maybe he just slaughtered the half that was going to die anyway. Yeah, I don't think that's the way it works for him, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Well, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. But the the thing that bugged me is, where's Korg? <laughs> where's Where's Valkyrie? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's right. Uh, they must have been in the half that wasn't killed, and maybe they were lucky and got in, you know, got through the that other 
you know, culling. This but, just decreases the need for Thor Ragnarok even more. Not really. Opinion. Not really. Uh, uh, because of what it, where it puts Thor. For the this movie needs Thor to be where he is to do the things that he did. Uh, the yeah. way the way my son Tim put it is Thor really leveled up in this movie. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, keeps leveling yeah. up. So Ragnarok, he levels up. He got and, a new eye in this movie. Yeah, well, yeah. and uh, the the axe. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Stormbreaker. Yeah. yeah. That is part Groot. <laughs> That's right. That was Which the one thing also... Groot got to do. Yeah. Yeah. He looks he, up from his played... video game. Oh, hey. <laughs> Something needs to happen here. That's right. Uh... And then, then he disappeared, but then, like, the the axe handle didn't disappear. It's because that part was already dead. <laughs> I guess. I liked the part, uh, I liked the part where Star-Lord's masculinity is threatened by Thor. That was a good. And then he starts <laughs> acting like Thor. That's a good yeah, interaction. that was funny too. Was funny. <laughs> Are you mocking me? I... <laughs> Your voice just went deeper. And where Drax is like, explaining his ability to stealthily blend in. Yeah. Oh man. With his surroundings. <laughs> was... I sort of thought Thor was, was taller than star Lord though. I mean, it almost looked like sometimes that star Lord was taller than him. They were looking eye to eye. Yeah. I, uh, when they were talking to each other. Yeah. They were yeah. the same height. They should have I'm given Thor the, some elevator I'm, shoes or yeah. something. I'm used to the comic book Thor where he's like, you know, six foot six or something, you know, but what are you gonna do? I don't know. Just let read him read a comic book all day or something. Yeah, or or just not worry about it, or worry about it. I mean, that's really what you can do. So those are the two options. Yeah, those are those are it. Did you like Stan Lee's cameo? It's okay. Driving a school bus. Dumb yeah. line awesome. though. What you never seen a it's spaceship what? before? Or is it a dumb <laughs> line? If you think about it, I mean, they're in would, New York. And they've just seen, you know, a couple of years before a bunch of huge spaceships. Very true. Ten years before. So the kids on the bus would have been seven or eight. Right. And he would have been, you know, 70 or something. Yeah. So, so <laughs> to him. seen it on TV or YouTube. To him, it's old news. Yeah. You know? yeah. So to the kids, it's like, oh, come on. You have never seen a. And, you know, I mean, they got the Avengers uh, Quinjets flying in and out all the time. And they got aircraft carrier, helicarriers. That's true. Yeah. One thing I appreciated now that you're bringing up the the spaceships from you know the the, the New York incident is on Gamora's homeworld when they show the world being taken over, destroyed, half yeah. the people being killed. Yeah. Uh, it looked like the attack on New York. Yeah, you had the same Chitari things flying around, and um, that was a, a cool callback. They yeah. threw in they threw in some donut ships too. <laughs> well, and I I've liked that they've like in Ultron too. When when Tony has that vision, it's the Chitari again. So I really like how they're keeping that thread of, you know, they're keeping Thanos consistent. Yeah. I like that. Well, and in some ways, I think that the you know Tony's vision. Like, this is the culmination of that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like his vision just came true. Absolutely. Um, I I appreciate that and. The other thing I found really interesting that the Red Skull brought it up, Thanos brought it up, and Tony brings it up is being cursed with knowledge. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when Thanos 
recognizes Stark. He, he says, you're not the only one cursed with knowledge. Right. And I really am curious, what does that mean? Did you know yeah. there's, a, there's a Thanos novel coming out in November? Really? Yeah. And it's, hmm. it's actually an MCU, like, official canon. Interesting. Uh, I'm really curious. And it is, it's November, you know, so it's, it's a long ways away. Um, but it's coming out in time for, I guess, people to be able to, slow readers, to be able to finish it before the next movie comes out, maybe. <laughs> um, but I'm also wondering if it's timed to come out with, like, the DVD release of this, this movie. Mm, could be. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But um, I'm really curious about that. And then there's also supposed to be stuff in the uh, Infinity War comic book tie-in. Prelude comic book tie-in. Most of the Marvel comics that are actually tie-in to these movies, they're just retelling the movie before it. So Prelude to Iron Man 3 is retelling Iron Man 2. Ugh. Prelude, really? Yeah. Prelude to Spider-Man Homecoming is Spider-Man's parts from Civil War. Ugh. And But then you get... Guardians of the Galaxy, Prelude to Guardians of the Galaxy 1, actually has two original stories that are kind of prequel stories. Now, Prelude to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is retelling Volume 1. (laughs) uh, But Prelude to Doctor Strange is an original story. Um, Prelude to Ant-Man is an original story. Prelude to Black Panther is an original story. And since they already did, uh, they already used um, Age of Ultron as I believe the prelude to Iron Man 3, or I, I can't remember what it was, but they've already done that. So this one, this prelude is actually an original story, I, I believe. And there's, if it's not an original story, there's some new information about Thanos that's in the comic that aren't in, in the movies. Hmm. So I haven't read it yet. Haven't had a chance to buy it because when that news came out, um, it came out like right before the Wednesday that it was released and comic shops didn't know that that was going to happen. And so they ordered low because nobody reads those comics. (laughs) And so suddenly everyone wants them. And yeah, so I have to, I'm I'm getting the graphic novel from Amazon. I just been waiting. I don't have prime anymore. So I'm just waiting to put something else in my cart to get free shipping. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. So now, now did when, I forget the name of the planet that the Nova Corps is on. Xandar. Xandar, that's right. That it was mentioned in the movie that he got that stone from Xandar. Mm-hmm. Slaughtered we, all of them. But we don't we didn't see it, right? It, right. Was was that in a, a different comic book or something? Or did they do something about that somewhere else? It would not surprise me if that was in this comic book. Because but I don't know. So Right, because the weird thing, I mean, I think with a couple of the stones, it seemed as though there could have been some fakery going on, you know? And it's like, does Thanos know what these stones, you know, which stones, I mean... If you've never seen the stones before, couldn't well, someone have just like snuck in one that's not really one of them, but sort of has some powers that are 
like what the stone is supposed to have or something. I mean, it's like there was never, a, I mean, the, there was at least a couple of times where I'm like, that could be a fake stone, you know? And the thing with the Nova core, it's like, well, maybe they had a fake one, you know, but you never see it. So you can't tell. And I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't think it's fake because of what happened at the end. Um, yeah. I was with you on like the time stone. I thought that was mm-hmm. fake. I thought he wasn't really giving it to him. Yeah. But he did. But he was. Yeah. Yep. But it could be something where, you know, it has elements of what the time stone is like. But all he did was rewind time 30 seconds or something. So, you know, if Dr. Strange said, you know, I'm going to create this magical stone that has seems to have the properties of it, but it only has, you know, this limited thing. And, you know, to make the plan work. And since he's he's seen the entire plan, he'll he'll he can say to himself, all it has to do is rewind that 30 seconds or, you know, whatever it is. And then the next time he uses it or, you know, whatever, you know, we could make it so that then it's the big reveal or something. You know, it, it always seemed like there wasn't enough confirmation about the stones. It's not like, you know, he you know, a bit into it to make sure it was, you know, (laughs) an actual, or, you know, to, to test it or whatever. It's just like, he took it. And like, when he took the time stone, it looked like, you know, what I thought he was going to do is like squish it and say, nice, nice try. Give me the real one, you know, or something like that to, to sort of, to say, okay, you can't trick me. Um, but he didn't, he just looked at it and then he just put it into his gauntlet. And I'm like, you know, and and I tree could have could have faked it. So you know, it's like it'll accept any stone. You know, instead of just the infinity stones, it'll accept any stone that looks like you know that will fit it. So you could make a fake one, and you know, so my my brain was working that way too. And well, it didn't come to fruition. So after the movie, I was just sort of like, but you know, <laughs> it seemed like they were setting something up, and then it. <laughs> It didn't do, but that well, I think make- you have three things working against that, Steve. I think you I got is one of them. Go ahead. The uh, the ending where he is just able to do what he wanted to do by right. snapping, you know. Yeah. And then you have every time he got a stone, the stones did what they were supposed to do in in the fashion that we've seen them do it before. And then everybody knows what the Infinity Stones looks like because Wong. And the collector had videos about the Infinity Stones to show people. Yeah, so like ma- magic videos. videos for Wong. And yeah, when when everybody is holographic you know, ones for the collector. Yeah, when you reach a certain level in society, you're given the VHS tapes, the educational <laughs> ones, and you you know you That's can see them. That's a big big of creation. Yeah, everybody knows what the Infinity Stones look like. They. They have the videos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, that was my takeaway anyway. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like he has the, he has all the, the stones and they're the right stones. They've, they're damaged now. That's, that well, was interesting. Well, it looked like the stones were too. Like mm. the stones had taken a beating. They took a licking, but kept on ticking, you know, <laughs> but it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, where they go with this 
But now what do you think the Adam Warlock? When is that gonna happen? Volume three of Guardians of the Galaxy is what they're saying. Yeah, I don't think he'll show up in Avengers, even though he's but, a huge part of the the Thanos story. But right. Yeah, I thought that was really going to play into it. Um, is is uh, Volume 3, does that come out before Avengers, the next Avengers? No, because what we have is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp in July, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel in February, and then and then Avengers 4 in May. Yeah. Okay. Those dates might be a little bit off, but that's the order they come out in. Okay. And then after that, it's a whole new MCU. Because a whole new MCU. A deadly place I never knew. But what's going to continue? Right. That's the question. <laughs> that's the question. And and so you've got the remaining, I mean, the, the surviving, the people who survived the snapping uh, are the original Avengers. That's mm-hmm. weird. You know, but it's the original Avengers and, you know, I think they're going to Hawkeye has to be in Avengers four. Yeah. Uh, he may even be, I think a part of Ant-Man maybe like in a middle segment or something like that. He helps with something in act two or something, but, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So characters, uh, I just Thor, I, I loved what he did on the, the dead star it, it felt mythic and epic mm-hmm. and yeah, it, but, it felt like something from a Thor story and less like something from a Captain America story. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, he took the, like a blast from a star. <laughs> I mean, it was a dead star or a dead star. It was a dead It was a dead star to begin with. Right. Like that was that was the defining characteristic of this was it is a dying star, the last remaining life of a dying star. Right, but still he he took the force of it. And yeah. it was it's sort of like if he had said, you know, well, with my new electrical powers, you know, I can, you know, somehow be a siphon for it or something like that. I would have been like, okay. I can sort of, but him just being like, I'm just going to stand in the way of the power of a sun. I was sort of like, uh. and I was like, yeah, (laughs) because, and it, it wasn't that, that was kind of the culmination of it, you know, him falling and, you know, dying and all that, but it was him like, how am I going to get this started? I'm going to swing a spaceship around to give it more force. Mm -hmm. It's, it's tall tale stuff. It's, <laughs> it's myth stuff. It is not, uh, Star Trek, you know, where that this right. is, this is a, a quote unquote Norse God doing mm-hmm. quote unquote Norse God stuff. Right. And, and I, I loved it. I just love the, the wacky mythic, uh, yeah. Old school myth kind of thing you know where he's he's drinking an ocean from a horn you know <laughs> and, my my daughter my daughter said it, it would have been cooler if like instead of the spaceship 
he got like his chariot with tooth gnasher and tooth grinder. Yes, <laughs> you are correct, Steve's daughter. You are correct. And I was so proud that she was my daughter at that moment. <laughs> I she knows won. the names of Thor's goats. I don't even know the name of Thor's goats, but she does. It totally would have been. <laughs> you tell your daughter. She has my seal of approval. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. She'll be happy through the so, tears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked about the characters style. We've talked about a little bit, but going back to the Thor thing, you know, you have that happening where it's this sci-fi Norse mythology, but then you also have the Lord of the Rings battle <laughs> on earth. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Streets of New York battle, and then you have the Guardians of the Galaxy showing up on the screen with Rubber Band Man. And it's just the the interesting thing is they're taking all of these, you know, Captain America spy thrillers, sci-fi humor, uh, old Norse myth, yeah. uh, and, and all of these different styles of movies, and they're working. Yeah, street level uh, superhero action. Mm-hmm. You got the space level superhero action. Yep. Yeah. You get the, 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 the superhero who's in the middle of middle of a crowd who has to change into his, his costume. You know, you get all of that. It's like, I mean, you get the, the, the love interest. We didn't even get into that. You know, it's vision and Scarlet, Witch. Where and Tony and like, Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, they, a little different, but yeah. Like a, yeah, but I mean, with the the vision of the Scarlet Witch, I mean, where would that go? I mean, you know, that we could do an entire episode on artificial intelligence and you know exactly what that the stone and all the different parts of all the different people that worked on it. I mean, does that somehow grant him humanity and? You know, what's the I mean, obviously, it, it couldn't grant him the same kind of humanity that that we are, because God can only make people in him in his image. We can't make people in God's image. That's not how it works. So, I mean, you know, theologically, how would that work out? You know, if, if it were your daughter and she was, you know, she wants to marry and something that's A.I., but it looks at least looks human. What theologically, what do you do with that? You know, you <laughs> so, say I mean, no. That, I mean, I would, but <laughs> I mean, that that's just grist for another an entire episode. I mean, there's so many things in this movie that you could say, let's do an episode on that, you know? And mm -hmm. yeah, and I mean, the the Malthusian ethic of Thanos. We could do a, a whole thing on, on that, you know, and the, the survival of the fittest, the fittest and all that. I mean, we could do episodes on these things and th this is why it was so epic because it had so many deep things and so many, you know, so much richness in its, in the depth that it got into, um, that it, it, there's just so much there. Yeah, I, I agree. I And that's what makes it a good one. And yeah, I don't agree with Thanos' politics or theology. 
or (laughs) ideas, you know, but I really appreciate what the movie is saying with that. When, when you get into what Thanos is doing and there's this recurring theme of, we don't trade lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's a recurring theme, but that's exactly what Thanos is doing is he is sacrificing half for half. Right. You know, and so it's a literal transaction of half die for the other half to survive and have a better mm-hmm. life eventually. Yeah. And it's and then you have the the sacrifice of Gamora, which I think that's another death that will take. I I don't think she's coming back. Mm. Um and I think that maybe in some ways uh Guardians of the Galaxy would be better for it. Uh but maybe not. You know, but um, her that sacrifice there was a complete perversion of what sacrifice is. You know, and right. and you yeah. know, you, you yeah. his his whole the the whole purpose of the sacrifice is the test, and that's another thing where I like that we've got a quest happening here, where Thanos is going from place to place to place and getting the the different gems in different ways from different people. And and so this is part of the quest is, you know, you have to pass the test. And what's the test? Destroy something you love. Sacrifice something you love. Uh, which is, to me, doesn't feel like a very wise thing for a stone to be asking for. Like, the stone should be like, hey, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's like the whole Abraham and Isaac thing where, are you willing to? Okay, you'd be willing to give him up. That's good. But I value life, so I'm not going to make you. And I'm going to have that ram over there for you. And instead, it's like, no, he actually does it. No, wait. <laughs> and then the stone's like, yep, that's the way to do it. Because uh, <laughs> we, the way, the kind of person that we want to have me is the kind of person who would kill someone that they love to get me. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things we had that conversation on Welcome to Level 7, and Samantha brought up the idea that maybe the gems are actually inherently evil. And so that's why well, yeah. it's like, could be, eh, maybe I, the big I doubt bang it, is evil. So might as well. What'd you say? The big bang is evil. So might as well just, uh, well, the big bang created these things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, but the whole idea of we don't trade life for life, but that's what Thanos is doing. And then vision goes ahead and, and tries to get sacrificed anyway, you know, and, and, and then Scarlet Witch is asked to make the same sacrifice that Thanos was asked to make. The difference is his motivation is because he wants to destroy. Scarlet Witch's motivation is to save the people that he wants right. to destroy. Right. To me, that's where sacrifice works. You know, mm-hmm. um, I heard it said at my conference, actually, any yes you say is a no to something else. You know, when you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Right. And this is where Scarlet Witch is saying yes to the destruction of Vision, yes to the sacrifice, and saying no to the death of billions. And, right. and Thanos is saying the, the exact opposite. Right. And I, I think Thanos, yeah, I don't think he's mad. I, I do think part of it is selfishness. I think he is completely self-absorbed. Uh, completely like there is no moral code other than me, 
And but I don't think that I don't really think it's because his planet was destroyed and he loved his planet because and he saw the way out of it and they didn't take it. So he said, I don't want this to happen to any other world. So I would rather be the murderer of trillions upon quadrillions of people. If that means trillions upon quadrillions of other people could thrive. You know, so yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a selfish thing in the fact that it's selfish you know, in that he's just doing his thing. This is his well, it's, thing. It's his idea. Yeah. And but it's not like it's it's not like, you know, this is this is a Thanos idea. It's just that's an idea that Thanos has. And it's it's like I said, it's just it's it's too subjective. And that's what I sort of wanted to have anybody just point that out to him and just say, you could do this other ways, you know? I mean, have anyone think for five minutes, you have the most brilliant brains in the, on earth, you know, and, and they're just looking how to, how to defeat him militarily, you know? And I'm like, and all those millions of ways that the Dr. Strange was, was looking at, I'm like, were any of them like sitting down and talking to him? I mean, someone could even said that, you know, did, did we, did, did they, did we, did we try to talk to him? In okay. Any of those? Yeah, better to... question, Steve is not, did we talk to him? It's so what did we do? <laughs> yeah. So for real. What did we actually do here that, that yeah. succeeds, you know? And because right. all we get from him is it's the only way you're in the yeah, end game now. There's, well, go good. There's one way. All right. Well, back to whatever we were doing. <laughs> uh, I, I do wonder, Steve, if, if we are going to get more of the cerebral kind of head to head in the next movie. Where that would be nice. Yeah, I, I wonder. But I also just can't help thinking there was no opportunity for them to do so. The way the story played out, who could have done it other than Gamora? And she did have that conversation with him. Um, she did. She told him. <laughs> Gamora, in his throne room, Gamora said that no, you can't do it this way. This is wrong. And, and, and he says, I'm the only one who sees that this is right. And I'm the only one with the, with the will to get it done. But he circumvented the answering of the a actual question. You know, he, he he went around it and basically said, you know, well, it is and I'm the only one that can get it done. And then the the conversation went back to, you know, well, just let's not do it or don't do it or, you know, and you just missed the. The depth of the argument, you know, yeah, she but, let him she let him misdirect the 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 sentiment. But wouldn't that suggest to you that maybe sitting down with him is not going to work? No, because I don't see Gamora, who's who's a you know basically a living weapon, as the person that you want to be the the diplomat. But who who else could be? I mean, th that's my question. He's, is he's talking to Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, and Peter Parker, three genius levels. But none of them have a relational clout with him. That you don't need a relational clout. You yeah, need you do. To, no, I mean, no, you need Steve. People don't work like that. People hear truth 
from people they trust. And if you don't trust the person you're talking to, you know, you're, you're not going to believe them, especially if they're trying to completely change your worldview. But if you can, you can reach a person by talking to things that they know and you don't have to convince them of anything. It's not like you're just trying to win an argument. You say, but surely you know this and you know that let's build on that. And, you know, you could talk about just about anything. I mean, I, you, you I, know, I, about- I still think they gave you the conversation. I mean, Gamora does have that opportunity with him where she's talking about how this is not this is the way to go. And he is not receptive to that at all. He's he's set. He is set in his way and he is going to he's waited hundreds of years, maybe even thousands mm-hmm. to do this. And. I don't I don't think that there really was going to be anyone changing his mind uh at this point because he is on a war path now. Well, no. I mean it, you're right. Uh, obviously that's that wasn't going to happen. But the thing is when when it when the story leaves those things out there you know, it's like nature abhors the vacuum. So, you know, you're filling it in with all this other stuff and you're like, but wait, but wait, but wait. And it just, it, to me, it sh- sort of shows the, the cracks in the veneer, you know, and, and I can sort of see through it in a way that I'm like, but if you twist your head a little bit and you squint, you can just, you can see, look, right. And then they're just saying, but no, no, that's not there. But I can see. No, 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 it's not there. Yeah, and and obviously that's they, they, one of the, they couldn't make it like that because they wanted to make this movie. Right, and that's one of the drawbacks of any kind of storytelling. Is with any kind of storytelling, you have the storyteller is pushing the story mm-hmm. where they want it to go. Right. Even even storytellers who say, "Ah, the characters just started doing things that I wasn't expecting," and I've had those moments. Where all of a sudden this story is going off in another direction that I was not expecting. Why? Because the characters, as I created them, it, it just felt like this is the way that they would go, you know. Right. And so that that does happen sometimes, but you know, your the a good storyteller is pushing the story in the direction that makes sense, based on what people would do and what those those characters in particular have been created to do. And look, uh-huh. you know, so anyway, uh, we, I think that we've covered all of our quadrants. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's about time for us to, uh, to close this down. So if there's anything we've missed that you really are just burning to talk about, um, now is the time. And no, how are the duck in this movie? No, how are the duck? No, how are the possibly duck? dead. Uh, nowhere was destroyed. And wow. well, no, he escaped. He was on that one planet with the robot ladies. Oh, that's right. In the second in volume one. two. So he's he's still right. there. He's still out there. He's still around. Maybe. Yeah. And so is man thing. Uh, we have, yes. <laughs> the face of man thing is on a building in Ragnarok. It's really blink if you miss it. It's not as obvious as it was in the trailers uh, or on the DVD menu or the, the Blu-ray menu, but it's there. He, is that, he was is a that champion. Terrified? Yeah, I saw it myself with my own eyes. 
But I mean, it, it, he was a champion of Sakaar. The Grandmaster. Yeah. He's one of the Grandmaster's champions uh, before Hulk. Really? Well, that's the suggestion because that's they're putting Hulk's face on that building. And he is one of the other faces. Man, I think he's one of the other faces on that. Now, I just looked something up. It says also Beta Ray Bill mm-hmm. and Ares. Well, at least someone from Beta Ray Bill's world. Yeah. Yes. But is Hopefully it, we still is get it, Beta Ray Bill. Is it the Beta Ray Bill face or is it his species face? It's his species it, face. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think he's wearing the Thor helmet. Well, no, but I mean, you know how he looks like that. Right. Well, what, that's what I'm saying is I don't think it's 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 his species face, but he's not wearing the Thor helmet. So it could be someone else who's not Beta Ray Bill. Right. OK. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Wow. But man thing had already been confirmed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anyway. In, in on on Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Anything, anything else burning to talk about? There's so much that could be talked about, but it's late. We've talked about yeah. it for a long time. <laughs> I think we covered all the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think we did a, we did it, we did it well, I believe. Yeah, and a mark of a good movie is, again, what are you thinking about afterward, and is it causing you to think good thoughts? And I feel like this one is by showing you the negative. This is, I think, one of the best examples I've seen of show the negative to pull out, pull on the strings of the positive mm-hmm. for for your your audience. But you're right, Steve. Until we see part four, we really don't know what does all this really mean. Yeah. So with that all said, thank you for listening. Final words, gentlemen. Don't, Go see it don't. if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I can only get penultimate words at this point because we have to see the rest of the, the story. Okay. So I'm going to reserve my final words. You just wait. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. <laughs> have a great day or night or whatever it is that you're listening, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 Once again, thanks for listening.
there is no time to change your mind. The sun, the sun has, has come, come and you've, and you've been, been left, left behind. behind. 